from me, Sarah Ellis, on the Optimisticality channel. Stubbornly Optimistic is a podcast all about what keeps people keeping going and exploring really interesting themes about this weird and wonderful thing we call life and the human experience. Today I wanted to just have a chat with you guys about a quote that's been floating around in my head for a while. It's something from one of the early Stoic writers, a guy called Seneca. It's a very simple little one sent one line sentence luck is what happens when opportunity meets preparation and there's a few things that drop out of that whether you want to apply this to your business life to your life in general to a mindset for sport whatever it may be firstly let's look at what is preparation well preparation is just acting in a manner that is forward thinking you can't prepare for something if you don't believe it's going to happen. You can't prepare for the job, the potential purchase, the race, whatever it may be. If you're not going to enter the race, you're not going to prepare for it. Why do athletes get up in the morning and train? Because they have something that's, that's, that's in their future, a race that they've decided they're going to be in. When we look at opportunity, opportunity is just an unplanned race. Something that happens to you that at first may look a bit like adversity. Um, and if you're not ready for it, if you're not there on the start line, then the other competitors in this race, this unplanned race, are immediately going to be a two or three strides ahead of you. So this is where unpicking that quote is really interesting because you can ask yourself, what does preparation look like? Well, for me, preparation is defined by effort. Effort and application allied with belief. Because in terms of creating your own business, your own product, your own service, whatever it may be, you have to believe that the market for what you do or sell or create is out there. If you didn't believe that, you'd be like, well, what's the point? There'd be no motivation, there'd be no driving factor. Secondly, the effort behind it is something that is, you know, easy to quantify if you're going to look at an athlete and because you can see the results. You can see if you go to the gym, if let's take Chris Hoy, for example. I mean, everyone who's ever seen Chris Hoy on the track um, knows that this guy has possibly some of the biggest thighs in the game of uh, track sprinting, you know, you can see the effort this guy puts in because of the changes in his physique. And this is the same for any athlete. But you can't necessarily, certainly in the interest, in the early stages of business, see the results of your efforts. 
So perseverance comes in at this point because you have to believe that there will eventually be a result. Much like the, the oft-quoted bamboo shoot. You know, you water this thing for three years, nothing happens. You water it for five years, nothing happens. Then, all of a sudden, the thing grows eight foot in 24 hours. But did it grow eight foot in 24 hours, or did it grow eight foot in five years? And this is the, the, the really important bit with effort, persistent effort. And application. Application of those little things. Getting up in the morning doing the mundane tasks, setting yourself deadlines, running your own diary. Um, the question I get asked quite a lot is, oh, right, you work for yourself. That means you can take time off as and when you want. doesn't quite work like that. I've blogged on this on a number of occasions because I have to work to other people's timescales. So if there's a meeting that I want to attend and that's put on at a certain time that's inconvenient for me, I'm going to have to run around my own calendar and, and make that happen because I want to be at the meeting. So your intention is very, very clear when you're running your own show because it's brought to the front of your mind, do I want to do this? No one is telling me I don't work for a large corporation, for example. No one's telling me I have to be at X place at Y time on a given day, you know, and, and that's what I'm employed to do. I find my own meetings. I find my own business outlets. I find my own creation paths. But if I want to be there, I've got to make that choice to be there and then make it happen, which is the application and the effort. Allied with the idea of preparation and effort is direction. We obviously have to have some level of direction. How do you get direction in terms of business and sales? You do that by getting your research right. Okay, You can have all the belief in the world that you want in your product, but if your product doesn't actually have a market because you haven't done the research, you're not going to go anywhere. And this is where you won't get any quote-unquote luck with that product because you haven't done the preparation correctly so application looking at your uh, research looking at your direction and and really paying attention to those key elements to make sure that what you believe is correct um it's really strange to me sometimes it's really strange and it's it's quite heartening uh, and intriguing where as a business owner I pick my motivators from because it isn't necessarily going to be from the business world it can be all sorts of things when I say business world I mean classic business world the suits and boots shirts and ties I was listening yesterday to a little piece which had Brent Smith the lead singer of Shinedown doing an interview and one of the comments that he made was was really really intriguing because the music business is a business and one of his early business mentors gave him a great piece of advice that he shared in this video which was keep your eyes and ears open and your mouth shut until you know exactly what it is you want to say and that you believe entirely what's going to come out of your own mouth so that speaks volumes in terms of do your research don't take people's opinions as gospel really drill into the core of what you 
want to do, want to say, um, or indeed sell, sing, whatever it might be. Let's go on to the other side of things, opportunity. Opportunities, as it's, uh, I've said before, is often, often disguised as adversity. Something goes wrong, something doesn't go to plan. Um, you don't get what you want, or you lose something that you had, job, affluence, whatever it may be. Um, those two are very, very high on my list when I think about this because they're the sorts of things that happen to me. But it, it might not be that. It might be a position at work. You might have been demoted. You might not have got a position that you went for. What do you learn from that? Where's your opportunity? What can you do with that, that, that occurrence? Um, and this is where when you marry the two, by looking at the opportunities, looking at almost looking at everything as an opportunity, then your motivation to do the preparation is increased because you never know where the next race start line is. You never know where the next opportunity is going to come from. What you can do is you can get yourself to a position where in as much as your your plan um, for progression and growth maximizes you to be able to take advantage of those opportunities those unplanned races and the other thing with that is to continue this unplanned race metaphor you've got to be listening for the starting pistol for example i went into a meeting recently um, that didn't happen it didn't have the meeting itself didn't happen i drove to a, a place a location and i was due to meet with someone and that individual had sent me a text, which I hadn't got because I was driving, saying, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to reschedule. I arrived, and rather than going, all right, fair enough, and just wandering off, I hung around and volunteered for a little bit because I didn't have anything else in the diary. I uh, didn't actually have anything else in the diary for that day. So I hung around and volunteered for a little bit. Conversation ensued, and the, the reasons why our meeting was cancelled from that dropped out something that I had a skill set that I could utilize and 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 um, voluntarily pay it forward to this organization um, and that that tiny little piece of I guess willingness application then results in a snowball effect because provided you do what you can do quite well and people like your work product then they go well actually do you know what you know in this case, Sarah can do this. Well, we'll get her in. She can do some more stuff or whatever. Um, so out of that logistical error, if you like, out of that um, cancelled meeting, which was a loss of opportunity, if you think of it in terms of that meeting was going to be really good, but suddenly it didn't happen because of X, Y, Z. So that could have been a lost opportunity. But I was there anyway. So I decided to hang around, chat to people, and just generally be present there and and as a result more came from that cancelled meeting than many many meetings that I've actually attended and, and and have gone as perhaps expected. The writings of Seneca are a part of a wider tradition of what's known as stoic writing. We all have some appreciation of what the term stoicism means. To use an oft-quoted analogy, a cow standing in the rain, kind of just chewing the cud. But it's a little more nuanced than that and I, I heartily recommend if you're interested in trying to get yourself to a position where you can 
operate in adverse conditions to have a look at some of these lessons. And one particular resource that I've found very, very useful, it's a guy you guys will have heard me mention many times before, Tim Ferriss. He has done something called the Tao of Seneca. Now, you might be familiar with the Tao Te Ching, which is the writings of Lao Tzu from ancient Chinese times. Little one-line, or in case, some cases three, four, five-line verses of wisdom that just inform us about the wisdom of choices and, and actions throughout life. Like Lao Tzu actually just means old man, so no one really knows who wrote that. But the Tao de Seneca is roughly translated to the way of Seneca. Tao de Cheng, the way. So um, Tim has collated these writings of Seneca. There's about 20-something, 27 letters to Lucilius, um, a friend of his. Now, Seneca was quite a popular and very powerful guy in ancient times. And these lessons are really, they're deceptively simple. This is the, the thing, when I'm talking about this to you, um, it comes across sometimes as if I'm kind of stating the obvious. And why is that? That's because to a certain degree I am, but it's taking that obvious and, to use a phrase, known quantity and bringing it from the unconscious and unapplied into the conscious mind where you are aware of it, it's always sort of there, front of mind, so that when you're faced with an adversity, you immediately go to your frame of reference of, well, what would this look like if it was easy? Um, how can I make this circumstance less traumatic um, in terms of the mental stuff? So I heartily recommend the the writings of Seneca and that Tao de Seneca, which has been put together by Tim, Tim Ferriss. You can find it free, the PDFs are free on Tim's blog site. If you just Google Tim Ferriss Tao de Seneca, T-A-O-D-A, and then S-E-N-E-C-A, Seneca, then you'll find it. Alternatively, he's done it as an audiobook. If you don't have the flexibility in your time scale, I'm not going to say time, <laughs> but if you don't have the flexibility in your time scale to read He's done it as an audiobook, as a collaboration with another gentleman, and that is phenomenal because it just adds another element to these lessons in terms of the spoken word. Um, you might be sitting there thinking, just as a closing point for this podcast, you might be sitting there thinking, well, that's all right, fair enough, but what's a 3,000-year-old guy got to do with me today? Okay, I'll give you a couple of ideas as to where this sort of stuff has ingrained itself. Henry David Thoreau lived around the early 1800s, um, 1820s to 1867, I think it was. And he was a poet, a writer, a philosopher, um, and American. So we're going back a couple of hundred years from today, but he still had some of these lessons ingrained in some of his well-known quotes today. The chief one that's coming to mind for me is, if a man advances confidently in the direction of his dreams, he will meet with success unknown in common hours. What does that mean? It is essentially another comment on preparation and opportunity. If you put in the effort, you put in the time, you have the belief that 
your efforts are going to take you somewhere because you've set a goal, you've set a plan, etc. Very different to dreaming. You've heard the expression, I'm sure, a dream with a plan and a timescale becomes a goal and a goal with a plan and a timescale becomes reality when allied with effort. So if you put those together, those are things that are happening and, and out there as memes today that are based on this very simple thing from Seneca from thousands of years ago, 2000 years plus. Luck is what happens when opportunity meets preparation. And a final one for you that is bang up to date and very much part of my previous experience. And one of the funny reasons why I found this stuff intriguing um, is I was looking at Stoicism and to some extent the lessons of Seneca before I knew of the guy. Why do I say that? Um, my history includes a stint in the Royal Army Medical Corps, the UK Royal Army Medical Corps. The motto of the Royal Army Medical Corps in the UK is in arduous fidelis. Now, I'm not great at Latin in terms of pronunciation, but what that roughly translates into is strength in adversity or in adversity fidelity. Strength in adversity. That in a nutshell, is a stoic principle. Whatever life throws at you, keep going. Have some resilience, have some strength in that adversity that you're in at the present moment. And to coin a phrase from Tim Ferriss, Seneca's lessons, stoicism is an operating system for surviving, thriving, functioning in high stress environments, whatever they may be. Anyway, I will leave those thoughts with you guys and girls and gentle people of the internets. Um, you can find me as ever on multiple places. Facebook, Stubbornly Optimistic. I have um, Twitter, which has now been changed. Twitter is now being changed to Stubbornly Optimistic at SNS Training. That you can find me on. Um, the Instagram is Optimisticality Works. As is the website. Have a look at the website. There'll be some blogs, writings, bits and pieces, which is optimisticality.works. That's where you can find all the bits and bobs um, of stuff that's related to these podcasts. It's growing. There'll be a bit of resource going up there as well um, as time goes on. So um, that's just a little short kind of thought bubble. Just throwing it out there for you guys that luck is what happens when opportunity meets preparation. View everything as an opportunity and you'll always be motivated to prepare for a possible outcome. All right, catch you later, guys. Bye for now. Any more questions you want to ask? I want us to get in the car. And go where? 50 years from now, when you're looking back at your life, don't you want to be able to say you had the guts to get in the car?